Welcome to Spell Singing Sundays. We're your hosts, Bubba and the Bug. This is a Magic Gathering podcast for kids by kids. It's okay if adults listen to. Today is August twenty second, twenty twenty one. In this episode, we are going to do a deck tech with Bubba's Spider Tribal deck. If you want to see his completed deck list, you can find it on our blog at spellslingingsunday.wordpress.com. All one word. We play a lot of Commander. Our parents used to play Magic, too. Like a million years ago. Yeah, and they didn't have Commander then. But then the Ixalan set came out, and with dinosaurs and pirates, since they understood that more than Pokemon, which is what we were playing at the time, they started teaching us Magic. The Commander format has a lot of pre-constructed decks, or pre-cons, that made it easier for us to start playing and for them to get back into playing. So we learned about Commander right along with them, and now we tend to play Commander the most. I do like Commander, but building your own deck is hard. I do like my Spider deck, but I'm having trouble winning games. My, my Commander is Dantus the War Weaver! It's a red, black, and green Spider Tribal deck. Dantus costs a green, a red, a black, and three colors to cast. He's a legendary spider creature. If you aren't very familiar with your with Commander, your Commander kind of sets the theme for your deck. Your deck is a 100 cards including your Commander, which is a legendary creature and it sits in a special spot called the Command Zone, where you can cast him from. When it dies, it can be put into the graveyard or you can send him back to the Command Zone so you can cast him again and you have to add two mana to a starting casting cards. Thanks, Bug. My commander is a 5-5 creature with vigilance, so he doesn't have to tap to attack. And has reach, so he can block creatures with flying. Thantus also says that all creatures have to attack each combat if able. I'm having a hard time with that. Not all of my spiders are large, so they die kind of fast. Thantus also says whenever a creature attacks you or a planeswalker you control, Put a plus one, plus one counter on Thantis. So your commander has the ability to grow, and he starts out pretty good size at 5-5. Five, five. Let's start with the easy part. Lands. You have nine mountains, nine forests, and nine swamps from 27 basic lands. Do you have any special lands? I have six special lands and a total of 33 lands. Since my commander is three colors, I need lands that can give me more than one color. Do you think I have enough of those? Right now, I have Warped Landscape, which you can crack for two and search for a basic land, or just tap one colorless. Uh, next, I have Command Tower, which gives me one mana of any color in my commander's identity. Next is Undergrowth Stadium, which can give me a red or bl- a black or a green. Then there's Desert of the Fervent, which comes into play tapped. It gives me one red mana and can be cycled to draw cards. Slippery Curse also comes into play tapped and gives me one green man. It can be cycled to draw a card. Last is, last is Memorial to Unity, which comes into play tapped and gives me one green man. Also for two, 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 two colorless and a green, you can sack it to look at the top five cards of your library. If you, you may reveal a creature card from, from your hand and put it into your hand and the rest is on your bottom. Mode their library. 
Command Tower is a staple for Commander play, so I would definitely keep that card. Do you really think you'll use a cycling ability on Slippery Karst or Desert of the Fervent? Only if it's an emergency. Then let's look at some better lands that will give you more than one color of mana. I'm thinking of Foul Orchard, which enters tapped and gives you a black or a green. Ruled Guildgate also enters tapped and gives you a red or a green. Then there is Golgari Rot Farm, which enters tapped. Of course. But it gives you a black and a green, and it bounces the land back to your hand. It would be nice to have a land that gives you life so you can bounce it back and gain life a second time. Gruel Turf Might is good, too, because it gives you a red and a green while entering tapped and bouncing a land. Rugged Highlands gives me a life and a red or a green. Don't forget about Jungle Hollow, which does the same for green and black. Or black. And Bloodfell Caves for red or black. Bugs, if we keep going like this, my deck will be lands! I know it feels that way, but your commander is three colors, and the more lands you have to offer the more than one color, the easier it will be to play your creatures and spells because you won't be waiting to draw a certain color of mana. You don't have to keep all the basic lands. You could just trade in for the those for multicolor lands as well. There are some other multicolor lands, you just have to look. Folks, how are you finding all these lands you're talking about? Good question, Bubba. Honestly, I just googled dual lands and looked up the card names to see what colors worked for you. I, I think 33, I think 33 is a good number for my lands. So I'll have to see what uh, how we, cards we have to trade and trade some things out. I definitely keep Command Tower. Do you have any trouble to sling your spells? You, it looks like you might want to add a couple more lands just to be sure things run smoothly. I don't seem to have much trouble, but sometimes I'm waiting to draw a certain color to cast some things. I hope by adding some more of those dual mana lands, I won't have the same problem. Maybe it would be a good idea to know more about your deck. Do you know what I mean when I say win condition? Not really. Is it when you have some cards that make a combination to win the game? Kind of. A win condition is really more of how you build your deck so that it wants will, how it wants to win the game. Like my dinosaur deck. It is red, green, white, stompy. It wants to bring out big creatures to stomp on my opponent's faces and cause lots of damage to win the game. Can, okay, can my spiders do the same thing as your dinosaurs do? Let's see if we can make that happen. Knowing how you want to play with your deck... Helps us make choices with what kind of cards we use to build it. I know that you don't want like to lose your creatures. But in a Stompy deck, there's a good chance that some of them will not make it to the end. Are you okay with that? I'm not really sure how we would protect them unless we didn't play that deck. It's okay if they don't make it to the end. I think I need to find some bigger creatures if I can. Let's take a look at your spiders, and maybe we need to talk about graveyard recursion, or how to bring cards back from the graveyard to your, your hand or to the battlefield. Since you're playing black, there are lots of ways we can do it. Cool! Here are my spiders. Twice some of my spiders are green, two are black and green. One is red-green, and there's Thantus who cause three colors, and all of them have reach, so like can block things in the air and on the ground. That makes 64 cards so far. 
Do you have one of every spider? Green does make sense for the spiders, although I'm surprised that there aren't any more in black. We have to remember how Thantis affects her creatures. Everyone has to attack if they are able. And that means her creatures too? Yes, it does. All of my creatures would have to attack. I'm not sure how I like that ability, but I see how I can use it to crack my dinosaur eggs. Of course you would. But it made me need to find some spells with that, to help with that. With all of your spiders, it feels like you should be able to overrun your opponent with them. Do you have a way to make token spiders? I do. I have five spiders that can create tokens. Twin Silk Spider creates when it, when it dies. Iskinograph Widow creates three when it enters the battlefield. Rasta the Endless Web creates tokens when my opponents cast spells, and so does Dragon Lair Spider. Rot Widow packs exiles creatures from... creates a token, but then does damage for all the spiders I control. Most of those only create a couple of tokens, except for Rasta and Dragon Lair. You would definitely want to make sure you get those on the battlefield. Looking at these, all these is a little overwhelming. Let's put them in order from least mandated to cast to the most mandated to cast. I almost feel like we could do a whole episode just on your spiders. Ha ha, probably could. I have spiders that can go up to two and has that spire that costs up to eight. That's not bad. You really want to be sure you have different levels of casting costs, so some are easy to cast in the early game. Of all of the spiders you have, I think there are only five I would change. Most of your spiders then do more re than reaches, which I think is a good thing. However, there are a few that all they do is reach. Maybe we can trade a couple out to see if we can find others that would offer other abilities. Some of, their, some of them I like, kind of like. But I will take a look and see if I can trade any other spiders and might offer something that more than reach. Do you remember me mentioning Lolth the Spider Queen last week? We were going to talk about that card. Other than being a spider, how do you think that would help my deck? Lolth is a black planeswalker queen. Since she is a spider, she fits in with the rest of your spiders and her abilities reflect that. For zero, you can draw a card and lose a life. For minus three, create two, two, one black spider creature tokens with menace and reach. For minus eight, you get an emblem that says, whenever an opponent is dealt combat damage by one or more creatures you control, if that player lost less than eight life this turn, they lose life equal to the difference. <sighs> so if your opponent only lost one life with that emblem, they would lose seven more to equal eight. Oh, okay. Sometimes they get, the words get a little confusing on some of the cards. Also, whenever a creature dies you control under your control, Wolf gets a plus one to her loyalty. Chances are that with Thantis severing, sending everyone to combat every turn, there will be creatures that are sent to the graveyard and Wolf will get a plus one to her loyalty. That seems like good, a good fit. It protects itself by with spiders, so they die easy. Some more loyalty for Wolf. Good job looking, Bubba. That is exactly how that would work. Okay, that's enough from the creepy crawly spiders, and let's get on to my other creatures. I have seven other creatures that aren't spiders. That brings me to 71 cards so far. 
a Kaladin Warlord, which costs two red, two colors, for a lord that has power and toughness equal to the number of creatures I can I control that are not walls. That can grow to a pretty big creature, especially if you're making tokens with uh. I do have a couple walls since they don't attack. Francis can't send them. Send them, and I have a couple of elves that help me add some mana. There's also Loose Way Scorpion who has Death Touch. I kind of like that ability. Death Touch does make things a little tricky. Have you looked at Scoot Swarm? It creates insect creatures, each landfall, and after you have six lands, it makes a copy of Scoot Swarm. But they would have to attack each turn. I would lose them! Only if your commander's on the battlefield. You might wait to cast in until you're truly ready. I understand a couple of walls to help protect things, but when Thantis is causing havoc. But what about the elves? They bring me green mana, and most of my spiders are green. If you're going to rearrange your mana with the dual mana lands, do you think you are really going to need them? With Thantis in action, you would likely lose them in an attack. I know they might die quickly, but they should be able to help me get more creatures out before I play things. Maybe we should talk about your artifacts if you're still thinking about ramping up your mana. There are five artifacts. One is Commander's Sphere, which you tap to add one mana of any color in your commander's identity. Next, I have Charcoal Diamond, which enters, tapped, and taps for one black. I have Moss Diamond, which does the same thing, but for green. I also have Mana Deed, which says Scry 1 Mana Enters, and tap to add one mana of any color. If you aren't familiar, Scry means to look at the top card or cards of your library, and you can choose to keep that card on top or put it on the bottom of your library if you don't like it. It can help you see what's coming up next, and it's a good thing. And if it's something you can't really use, you can put it on the bottom and hopefully get some good next draw. Right. I have one more artifact. God's first statue. It makes my opponent's spells cost two more colors to cast. At the beginning of my end step, each opponent loses one life. Your two diamonds cost two mana, while Commander Sphere and Mana Geode each cost three. God Pharaoh's statue costs six mana. With those five artifacts, you're up to 76 cards. Instead of your diamonds, have you thought about Gilded Lotus? It adds three mana of any one color. That's a good idea. Is there another card that I'd like to replace with another diamond? Find My Vessel is the first one I can think of. It costs four to cast, but taps for two mana of different colors. At least you will be able to get one more mana when using it. I bet if we did some searching, we would be able to find other. With the Firemind Vessel, I would be able to get more than one mana to use it. That doesn't sound too bad. So you're up to 76 cards and are going to look at some different spiders, if there aren't any you haven't, and look into some different lanes. That leaves the 24 cards for enchantments, sorceries, and instants. I have some, some each of those. Well, I hope so. I like enchantments because of the, the bus because they stay on the battlefield longer. 
You can even cast them on them yourself. What do you have in for enchantments, Bubba? I have nine enchantments. There are six of green and three are red. The red ones are Retreat to Vault Cut, which has landfall. Either you can give me a creature plus two plus O oh until end of turn, or target creature can't block this turn. Landfall means the enchantment triggers every time you play a land. The other enchantment is right Lightning Talon, which gives me one first strike and plus three plus O oh on until it leaves. The other red enchantment is Lightning Talons, which comes in, which gives the creature first strike and plus three plus O oh, until it leaves the battlefield. I like the Lightning Talons because of the first strike. Plus three to the power gives it a good chance to defeat another creature. With the Retreat to Valakut, I like the Landfall trigger that you can have target creature not able to block this turn, so your spiders can get through, especially if you have Phantasy. Right, bug. Now how? Now I have these six green enchantments. I don't know if I should read them all. Let's just look at a couple. With all, we will have your finished deck list posted on our blog at spellslingingsunday.wordpress.com. All one word. Okay. My favorite. My favorite one is Worldliness Reclamation, which lets me untap lands I control at the beginning of my end step. I like this because it lets me cast instants on other players' turns without having to worry too much about mana. I think that's a good card for your deck, Bubble. I also have Sylvan Library, which lets me draw two additional cards during my draw step, and but I have to put two of them two of them back on the library on, on any order, or I can pay four life for each card I keep. This is another commander staple for green. Green doesn't seem to offer a lot of card draw, so this is nice to have. I also like scrying. I do like scrying. I also have elemental bond, which can get, draw me a card for each creature that enters the battlefield. Power three or good to draw cards. I'm not sure I like this one. I think there are some better enchantments. Maybe we should look into see what's available in black. But it doesn't mean draw me a card. True, but there aren't a lot of creatures powerful three or greater. What about attrition that lets you sacrifice creature to destroy a non-black creature? Or archetype of finality, which gives your creature death touch and takes away death touch. From your opponent's creatures and prevents them from gaining damage. I I think those sound very interesting. I may take a look of more of those black enchantments, but I'm ha I'm having more creatures done in my graveyard. There's a couple of my spiders. Death touch would be good for the rest of my spiders because death touch would defeat other other of other. Would defeat lots of other creatures. I think it is a good idea to keep some more of the, the black spells to see what else we can find to bring your spiders back from the graveyard and draw more cards. What do you have for sorceries? I have nine sorcerers of those. Six of them are red and three of them are cards that let me gain control of target 
opponent's creatures, two of them deal five points of dam direct damage, and one that prevents all creatures without flying can't block this token, which could leave all, let all my spiders through with dances on the battlefield. Actually, I do like all of those. What are your last three? One pumps up a creature, Emergent Growth, one and what the other one does direct damage to opponent, Squid Friend. Last is Earth in the Arms, which puts two plus one plus one counters on target permanent. Bubba, I think you made good choices with the sorcery cards, but I still want to take a look at a black sorcery. Agadine's Awakening is a good graveyard creature. It says, Return from your graveyard to the battlefield. Any number of t creatures. Cards that have that each have a different mana value, X or less. It would be nice if you could have demonic tutor as well. I think that's a little out of the budget, bug. Well, true. We are down to instants. What instants do you have? I have seven instants. They're all red. Are they all lightning bolt? You know you can only have one of each card. I know that. I have Lightning Strike. What are your other six? I have Explosive Impact that does five damage to target creature or player. I have Tear Slash and Follow the Hammer, which says tar target creature you control does damage to target creature you don't control equal to its power that that to another target creature. Um, number. Deals damage to target creature with with the num equal to the number of creatures you control. The last two are Titan Strength and Thunder Strike, which pumps up a creature until end of turn. I think Fall of the Hammer and Tail Slash are good because if you have a creature with Death Touch, you can kill the opponent creature. Okay, I changed a few things out. I took Charcoal Diamond. Gilded Lotus, Elemental Bond with Agadim's Awakening, Desert of the Fervent with Rugged Highlands, and Memorial to Unity with Floodfell Caves. Agreed. Good choices, Bubba. I'll help you look for cards in the. I'll help you look for some other cards in the card cabinet. I will need to look for their for artifacts for my Bruner Battle Hammer deck. Bruner, is it time for a commander chowdown? I think so. I know I'll have a complete deck put together with Bruner at the helm, but I'm looking at some cards that to make some combos with him. Okay, Bruner it is. T tune in next week for our first commander chowdown, starting with Bruner Battle Hammer. Who knows? Maybe you'll be thinking of the same cards we are. Thank you for joining us on Spell Slinging Sundays. We hope you'll follow us, follow or subscribe to make sure you never miss another another episode. Don't forget to check out our blog, Spell Slinging Sunday on WordPress. You can find Bubba's deck list there and maybe some other fun stuff. We tried to make it easy to find. Be sure to make to check the show notes. We hope you join us next week. Bye. Bye.